1: Let's go to the Islandwood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket, part of the Mill Street Veterinary Group, where Jane Pickett, our resident vet, joins us. Um, Good afternoon to you, Jane.
0: Good afternoon, Patricia. And
1: you are very welcome. Let me get straight into questions. This was one actually that came in uh, last week the week before and I didn't get around to it and I promised the listener I would. They're having a problem with two male Jack Russells. Now, they're old enough dogs, a 10-year-old and a 13-year-old. Always got on like a house on fire. They always slept together, for example, in one kennel. But lately, happens around 10 o'clock every night as they're settling down for the night, one dog is kicking the other dog out of the kennel won't leave him back in. The fellow that's outside then is barking to get back in and it can go on all night. The neighbours are starting to complain. So wondering any remedy for this and why would it suddenly happen?
0: OK, this is a really interesting one. So if we have a, an environment where we have two dogs... You know, there's always going to be a little bit of a dynamic between them. It's like humans. We all have different personalities. We have different ways of getting on. And the same goes for dogs. Um, If it was a a case that it was younger dogs, I'd be saying, well, you know, is there a bit of a dominance issue here? Is somebody a little bit more dominant and, and the other a little bit more submissive? And, I, you know going down the route of castration tactically um, in that situation can can help to settle down the power dynamic but that's something you'd want to discuss with the vet um, in your own particular situation but that doesn't sound like the case here it sounds like they're older dogs so this is a well kind of uh, you know a, a well-formed relationship I would wonder if for some reason one of the patient one of the dogs is maybe a little bit more either uncomfortable and maybe needs a bit more space to stretch out when he's sleeping at night than he was before. I suppose you know there's a number of things that could be going on here and I'm not saying for definite it's that, but that would be the first thing that comes to mind. Well, you know, do we have an older pet that might have some slightly creaky, achy joints? Where they would have comfortably kind of curled up and slept with another dog before are they needing a bit more space and comfort to stretch out now than they did before and they're kind of barking kicking the other little dog out Um, that's a possibility what i would say is though you know if this dynamic between the two of them has changed and nothing obviously outwardly has changed that you can kind of know of when you're kind of assessing the situation yourself in your own home i would say you know it might be best to try and facilitate it um if for one reason or another one dog now feels that they need a bit of space in the evenings then you know if it's possible i suppose space wise financially to give them a second kennel
1: yeah so yeah, because it's very annoying you know, and I, you can understand why the neighbours are complaining. There's nothing worse yeah. than a dog barking. So maybe the second kennel uh, might be the solution. Good luck with that. Mm-hmm. Dennis, one of our listeners who's listening over, oh, uh, listening in the UK in Oxford has been on. He's got a Springer Spaniel. It's a one year old and he recently vomited up a stone. And apologies to anybody having food at the moment. There was yellow vomit with it. Now, he seems OK since. But Dennis is wondering, is is any cause for concern?
0: Okay, so vomiting up a stone is a bit of a cause for concern because I suppose eating things that they're not meant to and the biggies that we normally see in clinic are stones, gravel, sticks, toys, objects from the house, that's always a cause for concern because... You know, that pet might have vomited up whatever it ate, that stone, and that might be the end of it. It may have been the first and last time they'll ever do it. Who knows? In which case, as long as they seem otherwise really well in themselves, full of the joys of life and are continuing to eat now and there's been no further vomiting, it may be okay. Okay. What I will say, though, is if they seem in any way not OK in themselves or if they're not eating or continuing to vomit or they just don't look quite right, I'd say definitely warrants a visit to the vet because it could be that they might have vomited up one stone, but there may be many in there. Um, so it is really something that I would say it depends on the situation. It depends on how your pet is in themselves. I would say if in any doubt, pop them to your vet um, but if they seem otherwise, well, you may be able to keep an eye on them. But one thing I would say is if they're if they're eating stones or eating objects and things they shouldn't do, the likelihood is this may not be the first time they've done it. Um, and quite often we may have pets in for other things. And we'll, we'll incidentally find objects that may have been in the stomach for quite a while in there, sometimes causing kind of low grade chronic issues. So. You know, keep it an is a eye it. Concern. So I would yeah. say, yeah, keep an eye on it, but make sure they don't get access to any other stones in future if you can.
1: OK, pet advice, please. I'm an 11 month old cocker spaniel whose food will be changing shortly. He's moving over to adult food. Can Jane recommend a specific brand or protein content for my dog? He does suffer from itching. And I'm wondering, is there any good brand that Jane would recommend?
0: Okay, Um, so it really depends on what's available in your locality. And I personally would say the best person to speak to about this is your own local vet and your own local vet nursing team because they will know what's available local to you, but also they'll know your own pet's background history. I think it's kind of interesting that they're younger, but they suffer from itching. So kind of 10, 11 months is still quite young to have a a dog appear with itching. So it may be that they might be able to discuss with you, well, is there something in the background not food related that might be causing the itching or would a food help with that? So I think that's maybe a slightly separate issue that I think is worth speaking to the vet about because obviously young in their life, we want to, you know, give them the best shot having really comfortable healthy skin long term so if we're getting little kind of niggles of of skin issues and itching this early on it's really important to tackle that before before it becomes a a bigger problem later on in life as regards the food itself good quality food you tend to get what you pay for and i'm i'm aware like that the I suppose the economic climate means that we're not all able to spend a lot of money on our dog's food. and That's OK. That's absolutely fine. What I will say in that situation is even more vital to speak to your vet and vet nurse, because they'll be able to guide you given your financial situation. Or, you know, if, if you have have kind of a, an open, open financial mind to what you what you put in, into the dog food, then they'll be able to help you with that and find something that's suitable and fits your budget. As regards protein content, this is something that's often bandied around. You know, some diets are really high protein and people go looking for high protein. I would say you want a balance. You don't want high or low protein. You want a good balanced diet and your vet will be able to recommend that depending on the breed and your, I suppose, the the, the size of your dog. As regards specific brands, I wouldn't like to say because there's plenty out there. But, you know, just make sure it's appropriately tested. So the good ones, I suppose, there is a thing called AFCO testing. There is a European equivalent as well. Um, And that just means that 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 food has been tested in, you know, dogs over their life stage, to ensure that they grow a good, healthy skeleton and they maintain a good body weight and lean muscle mass over time. So have a chat to your vet about that um, and I'm sure they'll be able to lead you in the right direction.
1: OK, Tina has a cat who keeps getting reoccurring fleas. I'm doing everything to get rid of them. Any tips, please?
0: Oh, my heart goes out to you. Um, having fleas in the house is, is really a, a massive heartache. Um, So, you know, you must have the patience of a saint here. I would question if you're repeatedly getting fleas, check what product you're using and check how you're applying it. So just double check that you're getting a good reputable product, either coming from your vet or a pharmacist, and um, because they tend to have the, the kind of stronger, safer ingredients in them. Um, so check the product you're giving and then check how often you're meant to be giving it. Sometimes that's on the packet. Sometimes it's based on your pet's risk. So have a chat to your vet and um, about that about how often you should be doing it and also how you should be applying it so some 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 flea treatments are tablet form that's simple enough some are spot-ons and it's really important if it's a spot-on to make sure it goes on the back of the neck where the pet can't access it to lick it off but that you're putting it on the skin directly that it's not sitting on the hair above the skin because that means it won't be soaking in the other thing is environmental management everything you can safely put on for a hot boil wash and um, that your pet would have contact with do because they'll be killing the eggs that the fleas have laid in the environment and it's probably likely you'll need to use an environmental flea spray usually you can get those from the vets as well so that you can spray the areas the big hot spots tend to be um the corners of rooms edges of carpets skirting boards they really do hide everywhere these little eggs that the fleas live so you just get waves of fleas hatching out um, and causing an issue so there's a few things to think about there have a chat with your vet Just double check your product interval, how it's applied and get some environmental management going. But best of luck, you'll get there.
1: Okay, Helen wants to know, is it possible to get an antibiotic cream that you can buy over the counter? She's got a cat with a scratch that appears to be infected. Can you just purchase antibiotic cream?
0: No, unfortunately, you can't. And there's a number of reasons for that. And the main one really is your pet's safety. Um, so antibiotics are something that are prescription only both in a human and veterinary medicine and that's important because we need to make sure that the antibiotics we do have don't get overused and create resistance because we want to have antibiotics in our arsenal to treat disease where it's needed in 10 and 20 years time and if we're not careful that won't be the case and um, so it's really important as well for the safety of your pet because if there was a situation where you know you had a cut or a situation didn't need an antibiotic, or even a situation where an antibiotic might be exactly the wrong thing to do, and it might need alternative treatment, then we're kind of overusing antibiotics. But also, it may not be safe for our pet. So, really, if you have a pet that has a cut or a wound that looks like it's infected, you really need to visit the vet because things are sometimes not as simple as they appear on the surface. And your vet will be the best person to assess the damage, assess the extent of infection whether it needs antibiotics and then most importantly, be able to prescribe you the best fit antibiotic that's safe for your pet, most likely to be effective in that situation. So I wouldn't get something over the counter. We shouldn't legally be able to get antibiotics over the counter to
1: speak to your vet. Okay. listen, we'll leave it there. Thank you for that. Have a great week and we'll chat again next Thursday. You too. Thanks, Jane. That's Jane Pickett, the Islandwood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket, part of the Mill Street Veterinary Group.